1: You're listening to another ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, Episode 69. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, Brand and communication Strategist, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Mm-hmm. Now, according to my guest today, 50% of Australian women in business, they're not paying themselves. And one of her mission is to help women gain an understanding of what's happening with their finances, why they must value themselves and the important role that they play in their business so that they can start paying themselves. Joining me on today's show is Peace Mitchell. Peace is the co-founder of Oz Mumpreneur, Australia's number one community for mums in business and the women Business School, which provides flexible and time-efficient business education for women who've started their own business. Now on today's show, Peace is going to share your business should be your best friend, It's not success if you're working 70 hours a week and never seeing your family, never exercising or doing the things that you enjoy. She'll also be talking about the importance of understanding your numbers and paying attention to what's happening with your figures. And she'll also be talking about why you must surround yourself with great people. You know, we're taught in school to do things by ourselves and not ask for help. But when it comes to your business, you can't possibly do it all by yourself. So welcome to the show. Peace. Hi Anne-Marie, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. One of the things that you mentioned in the show notes, 50% of women in a, in business here in Australia. We're not paying ourselves. That's an incredibly high figure, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it absolutely is. And, you know, we think that the gender pay gap is bad, but this is so much worse. There's yeah. women who um, who are not paying themselves at all, not even $1. Yes. So it's something that we really need to talk about and we need to address yes. because
1: you know it's not sustainable no it certainly isn't and you know um, of course later on in the show you're going to be talking about the importance of understanding your numbers and feedback that I've gotten from a number of other guests around this topic is that it is frightening when they talk and you would do do this the same as the feedback that you're getting when you talk to women in business one of the key things that often comes over again and again in the messaging is oh well we don't really understand that we don't get that so we either leave it up to our bookkeeper or do we just kind of ignore it that's not an empowering thing is it especially when we're all about equality getting paid what we're worth we need to understand our numbers don't we
0: yeah it's really dangerous to do that and it can be really so detrimental to your business to not know and even having like a basic understanding of what's happening with your figures can make a big difference to your business
1: yeah it can Mm -hmm. just give us a little bit of a background i always like to hear a little bit of a Mm -hmm. backstory about how you got into business and and your journey Okay, well, I was working as a primary school teacher before I had my first son. Once I had
0: my son, my whole life changed. Mm. And I realized that I didn't want to be spending all day every day with other people's children and missing out on that time with my son. And so I looked for different options, you know, Mm -hmm. all kinds of different things. I uh, rang the education department. I said, you know, can I work for school of the air? Can I do that from home so that that I can be with my son? And, And they said, you know, no, it's not possible the option to create a business was was what I thought would be the best path for me to find that freedom and flexibility and family time that I was looking for mm-hmm. but also to fulfil me personally. I, I'm very ambitious and driven. I have big ideas and I wanted to have a vehicle to be able to do that but also to be very present as a mother as well. Mm. That's really important to me. Yeah. So that's how it all began. My business started out as Connect to Mums. Um, an online community for mums, just general parenting. But within that community, um, because my sister and I founded the business together, within that community, we saw that there was this growing niche of mums starting businesses from home. And that's really where AusMumpreneur began. Wonderful. Yeah, that
1: was back in 2009. And you mentioned that um, this, you know, entrepreneurship and the journey was when you had your first son. So uh, how many children do you have now? I have four children now. Wow! So it's been such a blessing (laughs) to be
0: able to work, uh, work around my family, because it would have been difficult logistically to maintain a career with children at different ages and stages and, yes. and everything yeah oh,
1: wonderful so one of the things mm. that you say is that your business should be your best friend it's not success if you're working 70 hours a week and never mm. seeing your family in your case four beautiful children exercising and doing things that you enjoy I often think that as women in business we don't recognize or realize just how much time and energy that we put into it and if we were to add up every single um, moment that we do work on our businesses and, and in our businesses we'd be quite surprised at the amount of time that we're putting in yes yeah absolutely absolutely and i see time and time again women who are you
0: know they're slaves to their business really their business is not their friend their business is their slave driver it's making them stay up till midnight then they're getting up at 4 a.m and you know that that's not sustainable long term and that's where we see women burn out and then have to close their businesses because they just can't handle that and yeah Yeah, I think at some point you have to be responsible for the way that you're running your business and don't let the business run you. You have to run the business.
1: Yes. So when you're talking to someone then and and if someone's listening today and she recognises, you know what, I my business is not my best friend. In fact, you know, 70 hours is something that I'm often doing. What would you Mm. say would be the first step that, I mean, you say talking about you need to run your business far more efficiently and effectively, what are Mm. some of the things and choices that she needs to make or action steps that she needs to put into place to enable her to eventually do that, get the hours down so she can be more refreshed, recuperated?
0: Yeah, well, this is actually um, a position I found myself in a number of years where I was working those ridiculous hours in it and and I just started resenting my business and not wanting to do it anymore. It mm-hmm. was too much. So what I did was I got a great big piece of paper and I wrote down everything I was doing and I had a look at the whole business and where things were happening and what was, going, what was actually going on. And I found that I was just doing way too much. I was taking on too many new projects. I was hanging on to things that weren't necessarily profitable or working for me, but I was mm-hmm. still doing them. And um, I wasn't saying no to things. So I kept saying yes to more opportunities. People would say, would you do a free shout out for me? Or would you do this? And I'd just go, OK, sure. <laughs> and my week was just chock full of too many things. Mm. So I wrote everything down. and I went, whoa, that's that's way too much. And seeing it represented on paper, I could see what was happening and why I was in such trouble. Um, and so then I took a step back from that and I, I looked at it all and, um, and with my business partner as well, Katie, my sister. And I said, you know, which things can, can we just get rid of? What what could we cross out here and just stop doing that wouldn't really make that much of a difference to our income? And we just went through and crossed out a whole heap of things. And went, You know, they, they're not bringing us good ROI. So there's no return yeah. on investment in terms of profitability. But also, it's really time consuming and we don't enjoy it. Like, Why are we doing that? Like, let's stop doing that. So yes. there were a number of things that we were able to just throw out altogether. Um, then the second step was like, okay, well these things we still want to do, but let's just shelve them for a while. Like no one will notice that they're not, if we don't do them all the time, like let's just, we were running mag, we were doing an online magazine at that time, which was coming out every month and it's hugely intense time intensive project. Mm-hmm. And as much as we love the creative expression and, and putting it together, it just took too long and wasn't really valuable. So we shelved projects like that. And said you know instead of bringing them out monthly let's just bring out one once a year for a special occasion and so there were a few projects like that that we were able to shelve and then the next step from there is like okay well what can we automate what what systems can we put in place to make things happen easier without us having to manually go through each of the steps so we then looked at those things and identified those and then the next step was, all right, well, what about delegating? Can we delegate some of this admin, these, these pain points, these bottlenecks, which are stopping us from moving forward? So we did that. And then what was left was the things that we wanted to focus on yes. and we, and that we wanted to do and that brought us joy and that brought us profit and that were the best thing for our community as well. And it, it was an incredibly um, powerful exercise yes, and quite simple. Imagine. You know, we did it in one afternoon. Wow. <laughs> but, Yes. completely turned around what we were doing and freed up all of our time and incredibly was more profitable down the track. When we looked back, we were like, wow, we were doing all of those things before and now we're doing only these things, but those things were the right things and they're now bringing us more money
1: yes and the fact that you did t- take a step back and look at all of the various avenues that you were generating income this really solidifies why it's so important that you understand your numbers because so many um, entrepreneurs and, and women in business can be selling or marketing various products or services that at the end of the day the investment in time and money is just not getting the value and profitability and we're going to be able to talk about that in in a moment but what I loved Mm. about what you said too is that there was a process that you you went through and it took you an afternoon or a day over Mm. what period of time would you have said that you had all of the various steps um you know better down you had a good team in place did that take a couple of weeks or over a month though and and it was a, a process that you continue to to, to implement once you understood and, and identified look we really need to streamline our time yeah once
0: we'd once we'd nutted down like which things we wanted to focus on and delegate and outs, and like automate mm-hmm. okay, but that process didn't take long at all because We'd got rid of so many of the other things yes. that we were able to go, okay, this is what we want to focus on. Mm-hmm. How do we do it? And then we were like, okay, let's put these steps in place and we were working with a marketing, digital marketing strategist and we are like, okay, can you implement this for us? And, yeah, we were able to get things done yeah. quite quickly actually. It's yeah, amazing what can happen. It didn't take long happen. to turn it around. Yeah,
1: once you focus... And you're not spread too thin then you really can um get some rungs on the board and one other thing that you didn't mean mm. that that you mentioned earlier on too is the fact that you'd been saying you know saying yes to a lot of things i mm. bet the word no we're unable to take on this project or whatever also became part of that giving yourself permission to say no or not yet to opportunities that would often come forward because quite often we can clear our schedules so that we can start working on the, the right activities and then when we're approach we feel a little bit hesitant to say no as women in business sometimes can't we
0: absolutely absolutely and there's this saying that when you say yes to something what are you saying no to so Mm -hmm. if you're saying yes to volunteering for the school all day saturday well what are you saying no to you're saying no to self-care for yourself or spending time with your own family so it's always you know yes it's lovely to volunteer but what are you missing out on by doing that or yes it's lovely to work all weekend but you're missing out on that time with your family then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Love that. It, it's important to say no. It is. So, let's talk about the understanding of our numbers, paying attention as we've identified mm. already through you being able to do that with your business partner, you're able to hone in on, look, we love working on these products and services, these offerings, and they're the the ones that generate us the most income, the most profits that's a, a huge benefit. Let's talk about why it's so important and some of the things that you really focus on that other women should be focusing on their business because we're not saying that you need to go out and get an accounting degree or anything mm-hmm. like that. But there is, I would imagine there's some key functions, some key principles that we need to understand when it comes to our numbers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, I was one of those women who didn't really have a, have my head around the, the figures and it's something that i that I've had to learn along the way and so i encourage other women you know if you're not confident with your numbers that's okay just start mm-hmm. start finding out and just start putting together budgets on a on a spreadsheet like how much is it going to cost do your research get quotes how much do you think it's going to bring in in sales and start measuring and tracking those things to see what what your return on investment is if you're spending two thousand dollars on marketing you need to see what the cost per lead is at the end of that campaign did you get value for money? And if mm-hmm. you didn't, why not? So starting to measure all those kind of things is really important for women who aren't, who aren't doing any of
1: that. Otherwise, you can just be throwing money away and no one wants to do that. No. And I think also too one of the other things that when you start to monitor around where your marketing spend is, like whether you're hosting events, whether, you you Mm -hmm. know, sometimes even what networking events are you going to? Are you tracking and monitoring the, the, you know, the conversations that you're having? Has any of those come, in you know, turned into joint venture partnerships or clients? When you start to measure Mm -hmm. and monitor and look at it that way, then you can kind of see, well, you know what, I've been attending that for the last... 12 months and nothing really is happening I can see that my ideal client's not really there and they're the, the mm-hmm. people that are there are not connected I mean once we start to look and measure and monitor things it can show us a lot of data that we can then be empowered as we're making decisions on on moving forward and ver- with various projects or should we continue to do this is that what you found too
0: oh absolutely absolutely and you know when I was talking about going through that process of looking at the things that where we were Spending money but not seeing results. Like, absolutely. We were doing all, we were going to expos all around Australia and um, gathering, you know, names for the database, but we'd yes. only get a thousand names after this three day event, which had cost thousands of dollars for mm-hmm. us to get to. And we found that we were running campaigns online where we could get a thousand people yes. to subscribe for way cheaper and way less um, time and effort of travel. So, yeah, it's just, really important
1: to be aware of what's happening and where you're investing your money and measuring
0: what your results are.
1: Yeah. I, I love too, too, that you're saying that, you know, when you did the steps that you spoke about in point in point one, you did the key different steps and you outsourced, you had a team that really supported you. Mm. You're then able to just start to look because if we look at something big picture, we can often become overwhelmed. But maybe just start off with one area, maybe looking at where am I attending time as far as networking? Because what people don't often mm. realize, and I'm the same, we can often look at time, like Going to networking events, not really as a cost to us, but any time and attention that we're putting towards anything, there has to be a cost to that appropriated because our time is money. Going to a networking event versus maybe taking on an extra high level client, when you balance it up and look at it that way, it can really highlight where we should be focusing, yes? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, as
0: I was saying, we were going to these expos, they were three day events. But you also spent two weeks in preparation before you even got there. And then when you got home from the expo, they went Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you got home, you were just so exhausted. So then you had to spend Monday and Tuesday recovering (laughs) and unpacking and going through all the stuff. So you effectively lost almost three weeks of time. And when they were were happening nearly every second month, like Mm -hmm. that's a lot of time. And
1: you're right. Time is money. And we don't look at it that way and we don't value our time but we really need to yes one other thing I want to pick up on you know you, you're talking about outsourcing that can often be a very mm. scary uh, step particularly if we've been doing a lot of things on our own however mm-hmm. again it, one of the things that often comes around is it, where people hate 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 doing is their bookkeeping and I remember mm-hmm. one of my clients years ago she finally outsourced it she said Anne-Marie I should have done this years ago because what used to take me you know hours and hours and hours takes a bookkeeper to hours and it's not only the time spent and fiddling around with your figures she said it was the lead up you know the oh i've got to do that again you know all of that kind of thing it is a scary step for for some of us to invest in team but it is an investment because our team can do it far more efficiently they love doing it you know various aspects of our business but that again frees up your time to be far more focused on the things that we enjoy and the income generating speak a little bit about that because i know that this is such a scary step for many women in business uh, outsourcing is incredible and, you know, we work with a lot of virtual assistants
0: and mm. I feel that it's um, it's great because we give, we're give employing them um, but we're not taking on a full-time employee. So um, for small business in terms of cash flow, I think that's really important.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the
0: other thing with virtual assistants and outsourcing, you can just get them for one project. Yes. So you don't have to commit long-term or for the whole year. You can just say, oh, I need some help with this can you just do 10 hours and you can give it a try and I think that's really good for people who haven't tried out working with a virtual assistant or outsourcing yeah yeah before to know that you can you can just give it a go and you know it won't cost you that much and if it works you can keep working with that virtual assistant but if it doesn't then that's okay too you can find someone who's a better fit Mm. because yeah hiring staff that's that's hard you've got to find someone who's the right person for your team and that can be really scary
1: Mm. but when you get the right person in the right job and they love doing that and that you know it is on a part-time uh basis that fits in with their schedule too i can imagine that it's just such an enormous weight lifted off your shoulders that you know that you don't have to worry about it that anymore you've got a key team member that's handling that for you that you can then focus on what you love to do yes yeah, absolutely.
0: We've got a great team around us and they're, they're all mums as well.
1: Yeah. Um, some of
0: them have young children too. So they're able to fit that in um, their that their time with their children with their work and you know that's what we're all about so it feels great for us to be able to support those women
1: yeah wonderful wonderful and I hear you hear so many success stories where we finally kind of dipped our toe and and start off small maybe I mean maybe do it for two hours a week or five hours or Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be and then once that's clicking along nicely then as your business continues to grow and they're able to take on more work and it's just uh, something that yeah you can continue to to grow as your business grows so certainly recommend outsourcing let's talk about why we have to surround ourselves with great people we're taught in school that we need to do everything by ourselves don't ask for help but of course when it comes to our business and we've just been talking about all of the different things aspects we can't do it all ourselves we'll get burnt out and we'll certainly not be able to work on the projects we love to do let's talk a little bit about this yeah i i just think you learn so much from being around other people who are doing big things Mm -hmm.
0: so you know i um once a year, I try and go to um, a conference. So I went to Denver recently and attended the Emerging Women Conference. And um, I went for the first time last year in San Francisco. and It was incredible. I was surrounded by all these women who were investors. Wow. And I'd never met female investors before. <laughs> and they put us into, you had to go into groups of eight um, and with people you didn't know.
1: Yeah
0: and out of those eight women four of them were investors i just i couldn't believe it but yeah. suddenly you know here i was hanging out with people who were investors who were living in silicon valley who were doing all kinds of things and it just changed my mindset i was yeah. like well if they can do it well i can too like let's think bigger yes. let's let's look at what that next step's looking for me, looking like for me and for my business like mm-hmm. what would that look like if i was working if I had an investor or if I became an investor, it just it then opened up all kinds of creative possibilities and potential in my mind mm-hmm. so and I think surrounding yourself with with people like that uh can be really really inspiring
1: yeah you know so we can't possibly know everything in our business and so when we hang in hang out with people who are perhaps where we want to be we can learn so much as you said but there can be issues that we're struggling with that they can say well you know what do this this and this we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We don't have to go through a lot of, you know, the learning curve because we can learn through, through the advice and through observing what they're doing. What, what would you say? I mean, mindset is a huge, huge growth because often we are only limited by what we think that we can achieve. And when we are surrounded by other people doing great things, we realize, you know what? Yeah, if they can do it, I can do it too. What would you say has been one of the greatest insights that you've learned uh, by surrounding yourself with, with great people? People.
0: Oh, I, I guess the way that, um, that everybody faces challenges, mm. you know, when you're on your own in business, it can feel really isolating and you can go through really hard things and feel like you're the only one who's ever gone through anything like that. But the reality is when you surround yourself with other women who are also running businesses, but mm-hmm. yeah, they face challenges too, and this is how they cope with it. So that's really that's really powerful to say you know yeah I've been through that too and it's okay you can get through it and have you thought about doing this or like what are the other opportunities or or things you can try so
1: Yeah, that's, that's been a big thing for me. Yeah. And I know in business, we can often be faced with challenges. And so we've just faced one and then something else happens. And yeah, by certainly being able to have people that we can tap into resources can be huge. You know, business can be tough. And, and over the last number of years with all of the different changes going on, um, through technologies, a lot of businesses have now found themselves disrupted and, and having Mm -hmm. to, to change over the years that you've been in business. What, how have you approached change? Because I know for for smaller businesses, we have the advantage that we don't have big teams and, you know, big corporations that we need to go through to make a decision. We're quite lean in that way, but it can often be scary being on our own as well. What would you say, um, you know, when you're talking about disruption or change that you approach it in in your business?
0: Mm, I think a key thing is that You need to be flexible. Mm. So, you know, we we write our business plan and this is how we want it all to go. And, you know, you've got this vision in your head of like these are the steps and that's what we're going to do. And then you try Then you roll it out. And well, what happens? The customers don't want to buy what you think that they want to buy. So what do you do then? And if you're if you're stuck in that, you know, that fixed mindset of like, well, no, they have to buy it. I'm just going to keep pushing harder until they buy it. You're not going to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. If they don't want it, they don't want it. You have to be flexible and adaptable to go. okay well, they didn't want that. What Mm -hmm. do they want? And let's adapt to that. Let's create that. And our business has been an evolution in a lot of ways. And we have listened to the market. and. Yeah, really try to be flexible and and listen to our customers and give them what they want and what they need.
1: yeah Yeah. so often we don't do that we can as you said we can really get fixated because maybe it's something that we've had to struggle through and we think you know this is going to be great everyone will want that sometimes Mm -hmm. it can just be listening and observing and realizing you know what the way in which we're marketing it or talking about it is just not connecting with our ideal Mm -hmm. clients we tweak a few things and then all of a sudden everyone's putting their hands up because the languaging is different The, the way that we're messaging it and sharing that is quite different so absolutely is to really be on top of that what's one la- what would be one last insight that you would want to share with with women in business particularly if they are mums as well I just think you know we all have the power to create the kind of life that we want to live mm. and
0: we need to realize that and be actively participating in creating that life So that would be my yeah, that would be my tip. Yeah, I love that.
1: So share a little bit more about Oz Mumpreneur. If someone hasn't heard about that, and she is a mum in business as well, and she is struggling, Mm -hmm. and would love to join a community, how can she find out more?
0: So we have com, our website you can come and find us there or the osmanpreneur facebook page uh, as well as that we have the women's business school which is our online program for women mm-hmm. running businesses and we have the ignite program which is for pre-launch and startup and then we have uh, the accelerate program which is for more established businesses.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And how what's what's the web addresses for the women business school? Women's business school.
0: So it's www.thewomensbusinessschool.com. And there's also
1: a Facebook page for the Women's Business School too. Fantastic. And, of course, we'll put all of the links on the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show, piece. I think everything that you've shared is just so very important, particularly if we are struggling. We do see that we're stretched too thin. And let's face it, when we've got little ones and maybe not so little ones, our time is limited and we want to make sure that when we do focus on our business that uh, we're focusing on the right activities that really are going to drive our business forward. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. And of course, thank you for listening. And it really has been a pleasure and honour. I know you've taken away lots of notes information is just information until you get it into action then you can really start to see some incredible results in your business please reach out to peace find out about the os community and of course women's business school the links are on the show notes to get to the show notes ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash wil 69 and if you haven't already subscribed to the show go ahead and do that that means you'll be the first person to find out the next time a show goes live see you later peace bye thanks Marie. Hi, it's Anne-Marie. Have you enjoyed listening to the show and have thought about creating your own podcast so you too can become an influential voice in your industry? But you just don't know where to start. I've created a special gift just for you. It's my free mini training, Podcasting with Purpose, where you'll learn what you need to do to stand out, be heard, and influence your audience from your very first podcast. I'm also giving you my step-by-step podcast production workflow checklist, including the tools I use, as well as a checklist of no-cost and low-cost tools to get you started. To access, go to annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. That's annemariecross.com forward slash mini training.